0: Hey, what's up everyone? It's Latif and welcome to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast. And this is episode 708. Hoping you guys are doing swell this evening. It is a Thursday night. A um, little chilly, but actually comfortable. Nice clear sky. Um, I could do evenings like this every night. <laughs> like this is a good evening for me. Um, Got up this morning, got some writing done on the new novel, Fruits and Nuts. For those who don't know, that book is finished. I'm just doing a rewrite right now, just cleaning it up, fixing up some of the uh the chapters, clean, you know, just uh just a rewrite, second draft. Um, trying to have that book out by November. Don't hold me to it though. You guys know how I am. I, if anybody been following me when I was doing the freestyle, that was crazy, because I was having such a hard time finishing that book, you know. And then I think you guys kind of rode with me uh, doing the writing of all three of my books. Yes, yes, y'all. So uh, that was cool as well. Um, But anyway, got up this morning and got some writing done, felt good about it. Um, But I was kind of itching to get into the office because I needed to finish uh, these courses that I'm working on. And the program that I'm using, I haven't touched in about a year. Um, and I had done so much, but when I went into the program and I opened it, I was like, I totally forgot how to use it. I was like, oh, my God. And and that kind of program is almost like a spider web. So you have to, you need to know how to do this, this, and that in order for this, this, and that to work. And it's, and so I'm, I'm at that. So I'm actually starting from scratch. I'm actually deleting a lot of the stuff that I already have up. And um and start all over, it's easier, you know, it's like, it's like if you have a house, it's easier to knock down a house and rebuild it the way you want, rather than go in there and try to, um, um, change up what you already have done, you know, so if you can afford it, knock down a house, rebuild it the way you want it, So, um, anyway, uh, what else is going on, um. So today I had to go out there and we had to get a booster shot. Okay, so we have the vaccines for you for you guys who don't know. We caught COVID for New Year's from 20 to 20 into 21. Uh, we caught COVID. Um, and I got I, I blew through it. Angel got a little sick. She was um she kind of lost her appetite. I didn't, I lost my taste, but to- totally didn't lose my appetite. I lost my smell, but I still ate. Uh, I watched movies for like a week um, she was the ha- she had the hard time I was making her soup and sandwiches she just couldn't she was having a hard time with it so um, that happened with and then when we got the vaccine we finally got the vaccine and again, I really didn't feel nothing I don't you know um, she did she got fever she went through that whole thing um, I didn't feel like uh, a little pain in the arm nothing like it's not gonna stop me from doing anything um and then we got the booster today and because we have to do the tv show and i told you guys about the studio will not their protocol requires a booster shot so the vaccine plus the booster shot so we said you know angel thought it was gonna be this long wait let's do it now we might have to go i think it's only on friday's man soon she called health department they said come on in so we went in and we did that and we knocked it out and, uh, she started, I, um, I felt fine. She started getting, um, um, catch you know, getting a fever, which they told her fever, a little high, uh, but she also covers herself with three blankets. So she was, she was hot, you know? Um, but, uh, I'm fine. Earlier today, I felt a little tired. I was a little fatigued, but I don't think it was because of that. I think because I had to drive and I really, driving just does something to me. Driving kicks my ass, man. Um, if I go, if, if I'm in the middle of work and she goes, can you drive me here, here and there? And I'm like, ah, oh, right, right, right away, I'm huffing and puffing because I know what it's gonna do when I get back. So I jump in the van and you know, I'm in the Jeep and we take off and I just drive here, here, here and there. So it might be like Walmart to Aldi's to the dollar store to Food Lion and then back right I'm done man so I have to go in the house and a lot of times I have to lay down for at least 15 minutes and just kind of like get my body back but I I can't lay that long because I get very impatient I got things to do and uh so I just lay down at a necessity you know so then um we went and uh She called and they said we could go right now and go get the booster shot. We did we went and I knew it was gonna be quick and we went and uh, Walked right in the door and they registered us and we got the booster We were out of there like the whole child must have been 15 minutes, you know, so Oh, I'm bad. It's not 15 because they made us wait 30 minutes to make sure that uh, No, no allergies that nobody's allergic to anything. I was fine though but when I came home, then I came home and said, tell hey, my granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter, went to go to a friend's house. And over here in North Carolina, like if they live in a subdivision, it's kind of cool. We just go point A to point B and we can we find it. But some of these kids, man, live like in the woods, man. And it's like you got to go up here and then you got to make a left on this street. And there's no street signs. It's just, it looks like you're going through a field. and It's not, it's a little road. And you go and then you got to make a right at the stop sign. And you go down and you go through man and then i was i get lost i'm just horrible 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 satana's trying to direct me with the gps on her phone and she's just not paying attention it. So i don't know what the hell she's doing but i'm missing these stops and and that's like getting nauseous because i'm doing a lot of this running you know back forth left right so then uh only to finally find a place now the place is only six minutes away mind you it took me 25 minutes to get <laughs> to get her there so I'm bad with that it's just like when I moved here to North Carolina me and my son drove here we shipped my daughter and and angel they flew in and a trip that should have took me 11 hours took me 23 hours I took I was it just took forever for me to get here I'm just horrible with that man and I could admit it <laughs> because I really don't like driving you know, I, I mean, sometimes I can't say that because sometimes I get in the car, it's a good day. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of in the mood to, you know, get in the car and maybe, you know, we'll drive someplace. Sometimes I'm even in the mood to drive to the store, you know, um, just to kind of get behind the wheel, roll down the windows and kind of, kind of roll for a minute. I don't mind when I get stuck in traffic, just like anybody, I'm not happy. So anyway. So, but anyway, we got the boosters. I feel fine. A little pain on the arm, nothing. Like, I don't even think about it. If I don't think about it, I won't even feel it, you know? Um, she's down. She's down for the count, so. <laughs> um, but anyway, something I wanted to bring up yesterday that I had talk, to talk to you guys about was so crazy because it was such a, a big deal for me. Um... And I don't know if you remember, yesterday when I was talking, I kind of froze for a minute because there was something I wanted to tell you, and I totally forgot. Only because I got into some other things, and you guys know how. Anybody who's been following me be like, yeah, uh, you'd be all over the place, man. Because one day I'll be talking about, you know, driving. Next minute I'm talking about, I'm eating the food. You know, it's, it's just, that's just me. And, and that's the Goodnight Freestyle Podcast, so... But anyway, um, so I got a call yesterday. I picked up the phone, and it was my boy, Chris Watts. And Chris Watts is Muslim. His Muslim name is Shakur. I gave him that name. Um, I'll call him Shakur from here on. Shakur and I... Um, well, before, I put it this way, he was Chris Watts at that point. I was Eric Mikado at this point. Him and I were incarcerated together. And we were transported upstate um, to the same facility, eight-hour drive or whatever it took. And um, uh, we were shackled together. So. Um, And what they do, they drive you up in a van. There might've been, I don't know, maybe eight of us all together, maybe 12, something like that. And what they do is they put two people at a time They shackle you together. So you're shackled, um, I think just, yeah, just your ankles are shackled together. So him and I, we sat there and we we, we were shackled together and we didn't really talk much. I think we talked a little bit, but we didn't talk much, you know? And, um, (laughs) So when you get out the van, what they would do is they would put <laughs> I think of a crack up. <laughs> they would put a milk crate <laughs> so you can <could> step down <laughs> and you can get out the thing. Because remember you're shackled to somebody else, man. So not only are you, and the thing is your legs are shackled together, and then your one of your legs is shackled to one of his legs. Right? Your partner's leg. And sometimes, you can't get your foot all the way down, um, you have to be real careful, like, you have to kind of step down slowly on your toes, so, so what happened was, of course, I fell, and of course, Shakur, Chris, at that point, at that time, fell on top of me, (laughs) and, uh, and I think that was, that was how our friendship broke, (laughs) literally, so, um, (laughs) So then we ended up going to a camp called Camp Facilia, upstate New York, okay? And um, we were both doing, I don't know, two and a half, two and a half to five, something like that. And um, we both ended up bunking in the back of the dorm. And these dorms were like modules, they were like trailers. So it was a huge field, had all these trailers, and so each trailer had x amount of beds in it so it was set up like a dorm um it was actually a pretty cool um setup the way it was and um uh so we we were there and um i used to i used to sit in the back i used to lay in the back my bunk my bunk was in the back i think he was on top of me like on the bunk on top of me i don't remember and um <clears throat> we um I used to hear this guy who was Muslim, his name was Shabazz. He was a light-skinned brother, he looked Puerto Rican, actually, because people used to talk to him in, in Spanish, but he was black, he, wasn't, he didn't speak Spanish at all. And he was in the back, and I noticed that he would congregate with a couple people, and they were, well, one guy in particular was Muslim, so he had a kufi. Shabazz didn't have a kufi, but I was back there basically eavesdropping, reading magazines or whatnot, but I was eavesdropping, I was listening. Because I've always was fascinated with Islam, and um, but I hadn't yet turned. This is 1988. I haven't I hadn't yet turned Muslim. And as time went on, he saw that I was I showed interest, and he would involve me in some of the conversations. And I um, think he called me E at that time. And I don't know how it happened, but I ended up every time he congregated in the back, I was there, man. I was there, and I listened in. And um, it was really, really interesting, you know, everything that he was teaching. And, um, and little by little, the congregation started getting big back there. And um, until finally, but it was really me. Shakur really wasn't like he was, He wasn't. he didn't really get involved yet. Um and um they ended up setting up a, like a mosque at, at one of the churches on in that pres- on that prison ground. so it was kind of cool, nice setup. I mean it was a nice camp. it was a camp it was no bars, no f- no no fences it was just a little wire a little thing um, a little sign that said off limits so you can't go there. but it was very, very low low security. that's called a camp, okay you're like you're stupid to run out because if you run out, you're going to get a lot more money for uh, a lot more time than what you normally do. so you might be getting a two to five, but if you run out of there, you're going to get seven years, so and it's, it, it could get tempting, however, there's nowhere to go. you 're going to be in the mountains. <laughs> there's no place to go. So anyway, um, so I ended up taking Shahada, which was my declaration of faith, and um, I became Muslim, and at that point, I started to teach. Chris about it. And uh in time he came about a week later and he came to the mosque with us and he took Shahada so he was like right behind me. And I helped pick his name. I chose his name, Shakur. I liked the name Shakur and I just thought it was I just thought it was dope, you know? And um <laughs> and uh yeah and um so anyway, he called me yesterday and it was good to hear from him because I haven't heard from him in about five years. And um, I saw him, I had sent him a message on Instagram, I think he went back on his Instagram and he saw that, so he said, man, he goes, man, let me call, so he called me, I was glad. And we spoke and we we laughed and man, I felt so good hearing from him, like when I got out, I came into the, into the kitchen and my wife was there and she's like, what's up, who, who are you talking to? And uh, and I told that she goes. She knew the stories because I've told her the story um, of everything. But let me um, let me go a little deeper. It's so crazy, man. Because whenever I do the podcast, somebody always wants to uh, come out, (laughs) come out, and like stand outside. I was like, why? It's late. It's uh, almost 11 o'clock. Go go home. Go to sleep. Anyway, so when we all were Muslims, we. We grew our community from like two people, two Muslims when we started, to like thirty Muslims. Like there was a lot of us, and um, Shakur ended up being what they call sutra. Sutra, in the real term for sutra, is like security. And what really what the, the, the what the role of a sutra was was when half of the congregation would make prayer, the other half would stand guard, and then the rest of the community would. You know, basically, stand guard while the sutras would make us a lot and make prayer. And um, <clears throat> there was this guy; his name was Monterey. It was a big dude, and um, he was making fun. We, we actually convert, somebody converted. They turned into they turned Muslim. He was a five percent. He turned Muslim, and he was a big dude. And when he used to make prayer, he said hit his knees on the floor. He used to rattle. He used to, he used to shake the house up quite a bit, you know? And um, we, I caught somebody making fun of him one time when there was like nobody left in the dorm. And um, <laughs> so I wound up going to Shakur because he's security. All right. And I told him. Now, I just told him to let him know. So I don't know what he's supposed to do. I don't think he knew what he was supposed to do. But he went up to the guy, and he punched him in the mouth. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you were supposed to do that, man. <laughs> Yo, I don't think you were supposed to do that. But anyway, the guy went, you know, held his lip and went running out the door. This was a big dude too. So this wasn't no little guy, but Shakur was pretty big too. And, uh, <laughs> and the dude dipped. And um, next thing you know, that evening, um, one by one, we're getting called out. We didn't realize that first. First, they called Imam Shabazz. His name was James Hawk. James Hawk. So, you know, you always think maybe it's a visit. Maybe it's a phone call. We don't know what it is. So they call him. He he leaves the dorm. We pay no mind. That's typical. A little while later, call the next guy. They call him out. We didn't pay much money either. I think by the third, fourth per- person, um, we started to pay it a little bit more. But we didn't know maybe everybody was just getting in trouble. But we didn't know how severe this was becoming. They wanted to ship us all out. They wanted us all out of that place. So when they finally called me, I was probably one of the last ones, you know, that were that were called out. And um, I remember I was walking across the field and when the, the CEO opened the door, he said, Mikado? I said, yeah. So I come in and when he came in, I saw all my brothers sitting on chairs facing the wall all the way around this big empty room. And I hear, Asalaamu I yeah everybody. So I'm like, Asalaamu alaykum. And the cop grabbed me by my shirt, threw me against the wall and said, shut the fuck up. I said, what's going on? So he didn't give me any questions what they did. They took me like, pulled me behind like a curtain. And they told me, though, you know, you don't need to be around these people. Why? Because I was the only light-skinned Puerto Rican dude, whatever. You don't have to be with them. We'll let you go right now. You just gotta, you know, and I wouldn't, I I refused. And they made it really rough for me. They tightened my my handcuffs, like they they messed me up. And we wind up being shipped out. So Shakur stayed with me. We went to Auburn State. That was our first stop. That was very temporary, I think we were only there overnight. Then from there, uh, they took us, uh, we went to Marcy Correctional Facility, then we went to Mid-State Correctional Facility, um, and then from there, they they dispersed us again. So every time we went to a new facility, like let's say there was 15 Muslims, right? So we got to Auburn State, when we got to Auburn State, out of the 15, only 10 came back into the car. The other five got dispersed somewhere else. Then we went to Marcy Correctional and there was 10 of us and then five stayed and then five left. Then we went to mid, Mid-State and then like three left and like two two stayed or whatever. And I was one of the ones that were taken out. I, I left and they sent me to a place called Collins Two. Because there's a Collins one right across the street, so, um, and I wound up finishing up my bid there, and um, and it was crazy, and I had, and and I, the only reason was because, um, I had his information. I still had his information, like in my belongings. So when I got home, I reached out, and we haven't seen each other like, God, 30 years, man. Like we have not seen each other, and it's it's crazy, but we talk, and he sounds exactly the same. And I've seen pictures, he looks really good, and man, it was really, really good to hear from this brother. And you know, he's in Georgia, so he comes through North Carolina. So I told him, I said, hey man, whenever, whenever you in the area, man, swing, come on by, you know, would love to see you, man. So, but I wanted to tell you guys that story yesterday because it was really, you know, it, it, it was good because I'm not really in touch with really anybody I was incarcerated with. I used to be, but, you know, a lot of people started falling off the wagon. It was a drug craze going on, so a lot of us were caught up in drugs. And um, and uh, so, yeah, man, it was a um, bad scene. Bad scene. <laughs> you know, but a lot of good happened. A lot of good came from it. And uh, let me tell you something. I'm glad I didn't do a lot of years that like altogether maybe three and a half, maybe four I don't know and I don't regret it I don't regret it made massive changes so many things would not have been the way they are now had I not gone through that a lot a lot I'm such a big believer in that things happen for a reason you know and that's important for you guys to understand that. so like I could even go through, I could even find new reasons of how me and my wife may not have ever even met had I not gone through what I went through. I could track it back. I could tell you how I could probably would, have, would never have been in this business. I could tell you how I probably would never have had my kids, the kids that I currently have. You know, so many of these things. And of course, you don't have the courage that these kids and you have them with somebody else. You would never even know these other kids these kids. You would know your new ones. Just like, you know, I could have had other kids. And so but um yeah, so very interesting. I just wanted to share that with you guys, man. And I overstayed my welcome tonight. So I'm gonna shut it down. I appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Thank you very much. Don't forget to check out the new quotes by Lai. It's the Kindle versions up. Give it a few more days, and the paperback will be available. Go get it, okay? Um, But that's pretty much it for now. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Be cool, be safe, and until tomorrow, good night, Freestyle. Before I lay me down to sleep, I pray to hear a freestyle beat. For if I die before I wake, I hope to make it to the break.